party started. We, you remember parties? It's been a been a long time since I've been to a party. Party. Well, let's get this party started. Welcome to We're Doom Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh. Here every week to give you the wonderful, horrible news that's happening in the world, unfolding day by day as it seems right now in 2020. So I'm glad we're doing this podcast. And with me, as always, is Tyler Shaftsma. How are you, Tyler? Hi, Brandon. I'm I'm fucking terrified. We're doomed. Hot, sweaty again. I'm hot, sweaty, and terrified. Hot, sweaty, and terrified. We we all should be. Uh, that should be the state of everyone's mind right now. Cause it's crazy out there. I saw something today. Uh, I've only seen in the news or heard in the news, right? Uh, like, have you seen news stories about Americans being harassed by Canadians? You know, like they're they're like showing up at tourist spots out in BC. And people are, like, chasing them away and driving them and telling them to fuck off. Yeah, because they're border right. hoppers. They're trying to get... They say they're going to Alaska, but then they just go to Kelowna yeah. and sit in a hot tub or something. Yeah, or, like, they're coming back from their, like, Florida home. Like, when it's way too late already. They just, like, cross the border. So, anyways, I'm coming home from uh, from my day today and about to turn off... Uh, Veterans Parkway, it's a big, big highway. Anyways, I'm about to turn, and all of a sudden, uh, all I hear is this crazy honking, and I just see this car go flying by with Massachusetts uh, license, or no, Minnesota license plate, and there's a truck, like, right on its tail, and just laying on the horn, and it just chasing after this guy. I'm like, that was wild. Like, I never see that, like, it seems like such an American thing to do, right? You know, you see a you see out of America, you see a Canadian license plate, you're driving around rule the U.S. And you're like, go back to where you came from. Well, well, now we're telling them to go back to where they came from. It's kind of fucked up. But that would, yeah, that's something that would definitely happen in London, Ontario. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Like, how do you, how do you know that that's why he was chasing him down? Maybe he, like, stole his wallet or something. Stole his wallet, cut him off in traffic, like... It was de- yeah. It made sense. Like and, a pickup truck was chasing those, him. Like those Minnesota plates, they could have been in. They could have been in here the whole time. Whole yeah. Time, the, who knows? Whole... This person's just assuming, chasing him down. What, what, what's he even planning on doing? Just like there's a driving lot, and there's chasing a... him to the border. Yeah, yeah. Run him right down to the border. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. If I had to see a bunch of American tourists in front of me in traffic, like. Do you say something? Do you just... I don't know. You're not supposed to be here. You just Make t- them feel uncomfortable. Tell them they're not supposed hey. to be here. I don't know. There's a lot of assumed anger going around. People assuming I know. and getting mad at each other. Why do they have to go on vacation? Is it like the super rich? I don't think they these rules apply to them. Because this happened in Italy. A private plane from the U.S., just carrying a few prominent rich families, landed in Italy hoping to enjoy a nice vacation, and uh, they were turned away. They were told they had to leave. And they were to- They said they felt like criminals. They treated us like criminals. Well, you're breaking a law. That, that only makes sense. <laughs> what the fuck? What, why do you think, just because you have a private plane, you can go anywhere you want right now? Rules don't apply to you? And also, it said there was four kids on board, but they didn't say if, like... It was their kids or not. So that's kind of sketchy. When you hear super rich private planes and kids, those don't really match up lately. 
That's a, it's a bad combination of things. Yeah, it, that sounds weird that there's that much normalcy happening. Like no one's afraid anymore. There's there's people out there just just don't get it. They just they're just flabbergasted. They're just having freakouts in grocery stores because they they're not allowed in because they're not wearing a mask. Like here we're gonna do a nice PSA right now, Tyler, about wearing your mask because uh, I know there's a lot of crazy mixed information going on. Like. You know, it seems like science is saying something new every day about this virus. The masks are good. The masks are bad. The masks aren't doing anything. The no, masks that, are doing was, something. that was like three That's... months ago that it was mixed information. It's been yeah. pretty well-known knowledge, at least I think for a long time, that you got to wear your fucking mask. And not just you wearing a mask. Both fucking people have to wear the fucking mask. Yeah, and you could admit there's a lot of information flying from all over the place about what's going on but why not play it safe and just wear a mask it's not that big a deal right i mean like, just suck it up well be a good citizen of earth make your fellow man feel comfortable around you and just suck it up and wear a mask if you're not wearing a mask you're just saying hey i'm a fucking jerk and i don't care about yeah. humans i don't care about you i don't care about myself and like, I it's a selfish move. People don't fucking understand that it's asymptomatic, which means you don't fucking know if you have it or not. So you can't be exactly. Fucking... And it's not like you have to roll out of bed and put the mask on and that's it for the day. No, it's just, it's just if you're going grocery shopping, you're getting gas, you're going in a store somewhere, you're sitting on a patio. I know it's hard to drink a pint of beer with a mask on, but, you know, make do. Get a straw. A paper but, straw but every, while we're at it. Everyone's got to be fucking doing it because if one person isn't, then that fucks every... That's just, you're telling everyone you're a jerk. Yeah, it's like, you're it's like oh, I'm so comfortable. It's like, oh, there's a pandemic and you're all a bunch of... You're all a bunch of sheep. It's like, yeah, you, you, you go ahead with your fun beliefs, but at least wear a mask. Like, but, Go ahead and believe that Bill Gates is going to put a, a tracking device on you. But just wear a mask. But Make the old ladies at the grocery store feel comfortable. But everybody in the room that you're in has to be doing it. You yeah. and everybody else. So if you're at work, everybody's got to be wearing a mask. If you're at fucking, you're fucking, whatever you're doing. You're and then when that's, and then when people do that, everything will be fine. You're all going to look at each other thinking, this is silly, but it's necessary. Like, because we don't know what's going on. We don't know how much is it's going to affect or help us, but right now I think it's just the right choice to wear a mask. You don't have a mask, wear a bandana. Dude, just get something over that stanky mouth of yours. Ugh, the Spanish flu in 1918, you see pictures of that. They're all wearing masks. They got masks on. And guess what? Those masks probably sucked. Because that was back in the day when like people carried around handkerchiefs. They just pulled a cloth out of their pocket and just blew snot in it. And put it back in their pocket. Like, that's that's the level of hygiene of 1918. But they wore their masks. They played yeah. along. But we gotta get to a point where we can trust that everyone's fucking doing it. Because you can't even go yep. anywhere now because you can't trust that there's not going to be one fucking jerk there. Yeah. It's not mandatory. It needs to be mandatory it because people just won't get it. Or it should be about respect. You know, it might not be in law right now. You might not get arrested. But, you know, it should be a matter of respect right now. 
So suck it up, quit being a little bitch, and put your mask on. And that's for anyone who thinks it's fun to go out in public not wearing a mask and thinks it's weird that other people are. Well, guess what? You're the weird one. And not just in public. Like, when you're doing shit, unless it's with the people that you live with, wear the mask. Yeah, I, I guess. I see people driving around in a car with a mask on, and that's a little, I think that's, that's weird. That's a little weird. You don't have to then. But, but Like, the guy, you see the guy singing in front of you. I don't think his, his, uh, his spit in air is going to go out of his car into yours. But maybe these are people just, like, getting used to the mask. And if that's the case, I commend you. Yeah. Get used to that thing. Might as well wear it more often than you should. And then it's not such a big deal anymore. We're all going to have mask face when you pull it off. Who cares? Us bearded guys that work at restaurants and grocery stores, we already have to wear beard nets. That's close. But uh, get yourself a mask. Get a cool one. Put your your favorite band on it. And that's the end of that PSA. I think that's our first PSA. We should do more of those. Uh, yeah, there, there wasn't much of a script to that one, but uh, wear a fucking mask, I, you jerks. We got yeah, we got the message across. We ranted at it. Well, as I was saying before, I was watching an American get chased down in a truck. I also saw like one of the trashiest bumper stickers I've seen in a long time. There's no trashier way to get a message across than then just slap it on the back of your car for, like, one person to read. Like, I get it, like, you, you're you a big fan of bumper stickers, but you, like, you put, like, punk rock bands on your on your cars, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like, but, there, yeah, there's no better way to tell everyone in traffic that you're a jerk than a jerky bumper sticker. I, I often see this one. It's like a woman driving her minivan and there's like three or four stickers that just say, I'm a bitch. Don't deal with me. It's like, you don't want to pass me. And it's just like basically all these stickers saying it's like, I'm a huge bitch and I'm proud of it, which only makes me want to tailgate them and fuck around to see if it's true. To see if they're, see if they're a bitch and they, and fuck, guess, they get mad. Yeah. They like to entice so like, people. Yeah, I, that's, they're just trying to antagonize everyone around them. Anyone with a shitty bumpy sticker, bumper sticker that's not like a Grateful Dead sticker. Like if you, oh yeah, if you have a Grateful Dead sticker on the back of your car, you're probably gonna get pulled over Why? a lot. Cause guarantee you're holding, guarantee. The one I saw today, you've seen like the family stickers on the back of people's vehicles that you know show off how many people yeah. are in their family. There's, like, Star Wars ones. I always thought that was a weird idea anyways, because, like, why why do you want everyone to... Why do you want to tell them how many children you have? You don't know who's behind you. you be a pedophile. He's just going to follow you home. It's like, they have five children. It's like, that's the perfect number. That's a real creepy... It's <laughs> a real creepy... But, uh... Profile. So I saw one of those... I saw one of those today. It was a father and a mother and two kids. But there is an... Ad- Additional sticker above it, pointing to the woman and said, "Position available." <laughs> like, I cannot think of a trashier. Like, who's what woman is sitting behind this guy in traffic and seeing this sticker and just be like, "My God, that could be me. I could be that stick <laughs> woman." You just chase him all. You just chase him home. Like, how do you even contact that guy if you are interested? You literally have to stalk him and chase him home. Is that what this guy wants? 
Is this guy? Is this? He, screw Tinder. I'm going bumper sticker. <laughs> I guess so. You have any good? Do you have any bumper stickers right uh, now? I got a vote. Vote evil can evil for president bumper sticker. <laughs> Perfect. See, you just need to, yeah, either something funny or confusing <laughs> on the back of your car. You don't need to make people angry in their car. They're angry enough already in their car. I haven't put it. I haven't put it on my car yet, but I have it. Yeah, I had a in high school. My car I had a bunch of punk rock stickers, like an anti-flag sticker on there. And then there's a local band called Euthanasia. So I put a giant sticker that said Euthanasia on the back of my car, and uh, I don't even think I knew what it meant. Like it, w- it wasn't spelt like the. Uh, the clinical word of Euthanasia. euthanasia. They were just a fun pop rock band, but I'm driving around. And everyone's like, "This guy's pro killing people." Whatever. Yeah, I'm 17. That's sure. cool. Why not? Why not? Can you think of like the worst bumper sticker you've ever seen? I don't know. There's a lot of uh, religious fanatics get on their bumper stickers saying, "Fucking Jesus is better than fried fish" or something. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is better than fried fish, and probably has the yeah. fish symbol. Yeah, I don't, know. That's a, don't use your. I don't know why. Don't wear your, your religion on your yeah. car. Because you're right. People are just going to chase people down and ram into you with your dumb bumper stickers. <laughs> I know. You're asking for trouble. There's a guy uh, when I used to live in Kitchener. He drove a black Mustang, beautiful car, but he fucked it up because he put like 50 bumper stickers on the back of his car. All of, like, the most extreme right things possible. So it was, like, all these Trump stickers. He had an Alex Jones sticker. And, like, the the one that stood out the most that was just the most fucked up, they said, I don't break for <laughs> libtards. So look out there, libtards, because Mitch is He's coming with stopping. his Mustang. He ain't breaking. For your liberal yeah. bullshit. See, that guy must just love, love arguing with people, right? <laughs> To have, just to splatter your car with that much yeah, shit. Yeah, some people get too caught up in their hate on either side of the fucking fence. Fucking hating, ev- hating everything. I know. But uh, Just every stoplight, he's probably just looking in people, his mirror like, let's do it. Come people on, I with see hateful bumper stickers must have a lot of hate. Because you got to like go to the hateful gift shop, get your hate, get your hate stickers, <laughs> buy them, put them all over your fucking car. Just so like... Just so when you're going yeah, like, to the store you... for a fucking carton of milk, people just know that you hate libtards. Yeah, like, where do you get these? Yeah, that brings up a point of, like, where the hell do you get these bumper stickers? Like, you must have to get them online. Like, that fa- like the one I said I saw, the family one, which said a position available for the woman. Does that come in, like, the pack? When you order the family pack, does it just come with, like... All the family members, every message you need for any situation that might happen in yeah. your family. Like, look like you got a divorce. Not anymore. Position they should available. at least give you, like, some goo gone <laughs> and a razor blade so you can take off the stickers, you know, if your wife leaves you. If one of your... Yeah, one of the one, yeah, one of the kids die, you can just scrape it off. <laughs> you don't want that painful memory sitting there in the back of your car that your kid died. You gotta scrape that off. Get that goo gone to make that kid gone. <laughs> So, uh, what do you think of Kanye West as president? You think that's a good choice for America? Well, at first I did, but then I didn't know that he uh, he also has said a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that he was the, known for saying bullshit. I thought he was just known for being a rapper. 
But apparently he said some bullshit. Like he doesn't like, uh, I don't know, he doesn't like abortions or something. Yeah, he would be a weird choice. He, but he's much like Trump. He's a narcissist, right? He he only he's only thinking for himself. But I thought he got his image and what. I thought he's he doing. wasn't like that anymore. I thought he got into like Jesus and chanting and stuff. Yeah, but he probably just did it for his image. Um, no, he's a, he's a classic narcissist. That guy. Um, it, but he would be cool as president if it actually happened, because like, like all his public addresses would just be like. Uh, new rap videos that'd be cool like you'll get all the information across but like on like a big yacht just like throwing money and like a a big shiny studio i don't know that's that's what i would look forward to probably nothing else that he has to bring like who the fuck would his cabinet be the kardashians he'd have a better first lady than trump's (laughs) trump's wife what is she doing i don't know taking it up the ass yeah (laughs) But I don't know. I, I really hope he doesn't run because if enough people actually take that seriously and vote for him, that'll take votes away from Biden and Trump is going to win again. Because it's not like a Trump voter is going to see Kanye running and be like, oh man, I'm switching. This is way more fun. I love black people. Forget Trump. It's like, that's that's not a Trump voter. <laughs> That'd be terrible if Kanye becomes popular because he's never going to have enough to win. And then it just takes all the votes away from Biden. And then we get another four years of Trump. Or one more year of Trump, and then everything collapses. Yeah. A couple more months and someone should assassinate him. It's been this long already. What is next? What is real anymore? I don't know. It's nuts. I don't know. Glad you're wearing a mask, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got two. I got to wash them both, though. This isn't 1918. I can't just keep breathing in the same one. Yeah. But uh, let's let's get into our subject today, because my God, there's I got a giant list of words and names here. We got to go through. I have it. But, I, have uh, today's, it open, I have it open on my phone so I can follow along. Today we're gonna be talking about all of the all of the the doom prophets out there, all the people prophesizing the end of the world back in history that have all miserably failed. So like. They hit their prediction date. Nothing happened. Maybe, and maybe, except him. for the ones that said 2020. This they might have been right. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's a handful too. There were the you know the date we haven't hit the date yet. Yeah. You know, but uh, either way, there is some wacky uh, end of the world death cults out there. Cause that's what I'm gonna call it. A lot of these are religious movements. Uh, a lot of a lot of psychics just writing books. Uh, majority of it is just Jesus and aliens. Jesus and aliens. Who's gonna come first? Are they one and the same? Who knows? But I, uh, I, I didn't expect to find this many. Like I, when you go on Wikipedia, and I'll give you a full list of failed doomsday predictions. And it, it went back like to like 5,000 BC, like the beginning of civilization. Yeah, there's a lot on. So there. we've been just there's a lot on there. And and to be honest, everything from like. Like, then and on is pretty much the same. It's just like, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Christ is coming, but he doesn't come. So, I, I just skipped all that. I'm going to start in the 1800s, and I've just chosen the best ones. There's a lot that are, like, super similar, but I just I just chose the I chose the real winners. The first one is a good one to start with. We have uh, Mary Bateman, 
1806. She lived in Leeds, England. She was, uh, in, so this is a story of what happened in 1806. A hen, a hen, like a chicken, began laying eggs on which the phrase, Christ is coming, was written on them. So this chicken is just popping out eggs, and there's messages scrolled on the side. So you know what? She starts telling the townsfolk that it's a miracle. She's got a magic chicken. God, she's got a magic chicken. She's got a, she's got a magic chicken, and it's 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 leaving messages, saying Jesus is coming back. My God, why is why the chicken though? Why is it? Were they just like written in mess- sharpie, like written in ink? Like, well, they didn't have a sharpie back then. It would have been written in in ink for sure. Just Jesus is coming, Christ is coming. So this was convincing enough. People believed this chicken was bringing messages of of Jesus. Were people eating those fucking Jesus eggs? I uh, I hope not. I would. They're probably delicious. <laughs> probably delicious. But um, surprise, surprise! They eventually figured out it was a hoax. Turns out the the owner, Mary Bateman, had written on the eggs in corrosive ink and etched it on the eggs and then reinserted the eggs back into the hen. Oh, she's she's poor chickens. She's just waking up an hour early, collecting her eggs, writing on them, and then forcing them back in the chicken vagina and then making it look like there's a mural. Miracle? That's a fucking crazy lady. That's a crazy chicken lady. Hang her up. She's probably a witch. It's 1806. She's probably a witch. I think the witch trials were done by then, but she definitely should be burned at the stake. Definitely. But there was a handful of people that believed this was real. But, like, people see Jesus in toast and, like, trees and just, like, a, a, an oil spill on their driveway. So this is just another one of those those incidents. But People want to believe so bad. So she thought, she thought the end of the world was coming just because... Or she was just trying to trick people. Oh no, she was, uh, there's, the etchings were basically talking about the the second coming of Christ, which is always seen as a bad thing. It's not like Jesus is going to show up and be like, hey guys, and everyone's like, yeah. Second, of Christ, second coming of Christ is basically him coming to like, take out the wicked, you know, send the sinners to hell and uh, replenish the earth with only the good Christian people. So basically he's going to wipe everything out. And, like, only keep the, the people he likes, which, for some reason, are a bunch of weird people that believe uh, chickens can lay eggs with messages. Weird. Anyway, I feel bad for her chickens. Getting an egg reinserted in you, that can't be fun. Yeah, just having to do the work twice, lay that egg twice. So after that, so later on, 1844, we got another guy, William Miller. This guy actually started a following called Millerism, which, like, just sounds like a bunch of dudes who just like drinking Miller Light way too much. So they become a Millerite and just worship the Miller. So anyways, this guy, he he predicted a few <laughs> that uh, Jesus was coming back. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so he was an evangelicist preacher uh, preaching that uh, Jesus is coming back. But uh, when he failed to show up on two different occasions... Both uh, 21st of March, 1844, and the 22nd of October of the same year, people were pretty pissed off. In fact, it it was an event known as the Great Disappointment. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there's that many believers, and they were, they were just ready that day. Like, 
Here's an actual quote from one of the believers. He says, I waited all Tuesday, and dear Jesus did not come. I waited all the forenoon of Wednesday, and was well in body as I ever was. But after 12 o'clock, I began to feel faint, and before dark, I needed someone to help me up to my chamber, as my natural strength was leaving, leaving me very fast, and, and I lay prostrate for two days without any pain, sick with disappointment. <laughs> Guy's just depressed. Guy just sat around for two days waiting for the end of the world to come. Bunch of sad. There's a people. lot of people doing that. There's people <laughs> been doing that for a hundred and something days right now. Oh yeah, but this guy was given like these people were given like an exact day, and they were just like they believe this guy so much. But like you, you think you know this guy he, he's wrong, but all this shit he's a he's a hoaxer. He's he's a but you, you think they'd learn, but they didn't. Because the next guy who basically picked up after this guy uh, converted all the Millerites into Adventists. This is uh, basically saying the exact same thing as William Miller. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, Jonas Wendell, 1873. So he also believed the second coming of Christ would occur in 1873 or 1874. So in 1870, Wendell published his views in his booklet entitled The Present Truth. Or meat in due season. Great name. <laughs> Concluding that, that the second advent was sure to occur in 1873. Um, so after this prediction failed, obviously, he reported it did not fail. In fact, Jesus did return in 1874, but he was an, in an invisible form. <laughs> so invisible Jesus showed up. Ghost Jesus. Ghost Jesus. Like what? Like, what did he do anything? Did he just show up to spy on ladies in the shower? Or like, what, what's he doing? Like, I, I don't see any rapture. I didn't see people falling into hell. I think he's just being a creep if he did come back. What would you do if you, you had an invisible form, Tyler? I came back. How long until you become a creep? <laughs> I don't think I'd become a creep right away. Yeah, I don't think anyone would either. But there would be a moment. <laughs> I have nothing, nothing left. I might as well become a creep. <laughs> And like all all, right, all of these predictions of Jesus coming from like the in the late 1800s, like it's just you telling everybody in your town, and it's not going further than your town. We don't have the internet or anything, right? Uh, that's true. Especially in the 1800s, it is pretty. Uh, so it's just it is pretty central. Fucking crazy, it, crazy know. Wendell on the hill, fucking telling us that <laughs> Jesus is coming back few people listen to them. Yeah, so they're so their followers are probably smaller, but as like, you know, newspapers become more widely available, you know, you're getting news from different parts of the country, you got radio stations, that's when things really kick it up a notch. Like in the last hundred years. Yeah. So next one here we got Camille Flam Flammarion, nineteen ten. So Flammarion predicted that the nineteen ten appearance of the Haley's Comet which uh, I believe passed by in the '90s as well. Which probably freaked uh, believed, that probably freaked some people out in 1910, though. Every comet ever freaked out every every part of civilization, yeah. <laughs> up until they actually figured out what was happening. But these people, it's 1910. They know it's a comet. They have a name for it. It's Halley's comet. So, but they believe that it would come close enough to impregnate the Earth and releasing a large amount of toxic gas that would vanquish life from Earth. And, uh, you know, that's pretty terrible. 
So in order to, to protect everyone, uh, there was a whole bunch of comet pills that were sold to the public to protect them from the toxic gases. What was in the comet pill? I, it doesn't say what's in the comet pill. Like, it's 1910. It's probably full of cocaine, THC, and morphine, just like all other medicines and cough medicines it's and a, pills. It's a nice cocktail of narcotics from the turn of the century. Dude, have you ever seen, like, a picture of a bottle of, like, a it's like cough medicine back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, every drug possible. It's just, you take one sip, and you just, you're knocked the fuck out. Yeah. It's like, you'll wake up in two days, you'll be fine. But they were sold to protect people from toxic gas, so yeah, they probably would just knock you out before the gas got to you. <laughs> yeah, this is just a money grab. I don't think she thought this was going to happen at all. She probably thought, this is a crazy idea. No one ever believed me, but, you know, people are gullible back then. People are gullible now. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Get your comet pills. It's, it'll be back. There's got to be. I think we had a comment last month. There's got to be people out there right now selling fucking COVID nineteen pills. Take this pill. You don't have to wear a mask. You'll grow one. Grow. You'll grow yeah, a mask. <laughs> grow your mouth and nose shut. Well, there's some guy on TV in the states that got charged because early on in this, he was trying to sell like uh, zinc and silver uh, that would like help protect you from the COVID nineteen virus, guaranteed. Oh yeah, there's probably yeah. a bunch of crystal nuts choking on fucking ivy and stuff right now. Ivory. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our, our next guy, he's a fun one. Wilbur Glenn Voliva, 1935. So this guy, he was a evangelicist uh he also believed the world was flat he was a uh, one of the first proponent he was the first believer and really spread the theory of the flat earth and this like he did it in like 1914 like it's pretty early on well like, i don't know how long not one of the first flat earth theory not one of the first believers because the first believers were like before christopher columbus and stuff and then they're like oh it's round <laughs> this guy was like oh yeah he didn't the second. I'm pretty sure it was Galileo that figured out that the world was not flat. Or someone back then. But yeah, there was a point where everyone thought it was flat. But this guy is holding on, holding on hard. And he believes, you know, he, he doesn't say much about the end of the world. Besides that the world is going to go puff and disappear. Just like, disappear. Hey, Wilbur, can you elaborate? But that might be it. It might just go puff and disappear. Sucked into a black hole. <laughs> Maybe. But what? What's going to make it go puff? I guess a black hole, maybe. that It'll just happen so quickly. Yeah. But will it go puff? Maybe. Well, will it leave like a comical <laughs> patch of smoke like you see in the cartoons? If like the Earth's center explodes, it won't be comical. From far away, it'll be comical. But um, like if it explodes. But will it go puff? If it's a big burn. If it's like a big fucking fireball, it'll go puff usually. Yeah. But this guy, this guy's like Alex, Alex Jones of 1914. He was the first evangelicist who had his own radio program and just preached shit like the end of the world and flat earth like on a regular basis. Like that's straight up Alex Jones. Yeah, that just goes to show you. Alex Jones's hero. That just goes to show you since the beginning of fucking technology, there's been assholes getting on it and fucking yelling about dumb shit. Yeah. And like, have you heard, have you heard the idea where like they're off flat earth, some big flatter theorist is offering this big sum of money for anyone that can disprove his theory. Well, that's not an original idea that Wilbur here. He, he's the one he offered $5,000 in 1914, which is a lot of money 
for anyone that can disprove his theory. Which is super easy to do, but, like, you, you can't, yeah, you're, you're not going <laughs> to convince this guy he's wrong. Doesn't seem like it. Fucking Wilbur. But uh, I have a quote here that he says, uh, The idea of a sun millions of miles in diameter and 91 million miles away is silly. The sun is only 32 miles across and not more than 3,000 miles from Earth. It stands to reason it must be so. God made the sun to light the earth, and therefore must have placed it close to the task it was designed to do. What would you think of a man who built a house in Zion and put the lamp light in Kenosha, Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point, Wilbur. Yeah, the sun. I could see believing that the sun should be closer than it is. Because it's fucking uh, hot out no, right now. That- yeah, it doesn't need to be any closer. We would be dead. Yeah. It's at the perfect place. It's in the perfect position right now. I think so. No closer, thanks. I think so. He uh, he ended up dying. Um, I believe he was in his 60s or 70s, which is kind of a disappointment to him because he thought he was going to live to 120 because of his diet of Brazil nuts and buttermilk. <laughs> That's all he ate? That's all he ate. Is that the secret? Did he, did secret he at least longevity? did he at least make pancakes out of it? That sounds like a good pancake, Brazil nut and buttermilk pancake. That sounds delicious. I hope so. Add some maple syrup to that, and yeah, go for it, Wilbur. All right. So, moving on. Nineteen fifty-four. Dorothy Martin. The world was to be destroyed by terrible flooding on this date. Claimed the leader of a UFO cult called the Brotherhood of the Seven Rays. That's a cool name. I might join that. Do you do you know much about this? The Brotherhood of the Seven Rays? Um, not too much. This is kind of the beginning of the UFO cults, and I I, I never realized there were so many UFO cults, uh, which is kind of cool. There's a few in here that like if I was around in the seventies and was just like floating around in like the the aftermath of the sixties subculture, I would probably be drawn into a UFO cult, like guaranteed. Yeah. I could see that. I could see you doing that. You know, but of course, just like when, just like everything else, her uh, her prediction of uh, December twenty first, the winter solstice, uh, in uh, what year was it? I believe nineteen fifty four. Yeah. Um, was basically a complete failure. Uh, I found like a, a a sequence of events that happened starting de- December twentieth. So I'll just read these. They're hilarious. So December 20th, the group shuns publicity. They don't want anyone in there. They don't want the media there. This is serious. The end is coming. So interviews are given only grudgingly. They don't want to talk to the media, but they have to. Access to Keech's house. Yeah, Dorothy Martin, she changed her name to Keech for some reason. Uh, I think she was she was getting messages from these aliens. Yeah, was that her that alien name? Is that her alien given name? Yeah, she w- So she would interpret all these alien messages that she was getting and uh, write them out and basically preach them to these, these people that were listening to her. Eventually became her followers. Enough people just to gather on the day of thinking it's happening. So this, this group, they're waiting around. It's December 20th. Um, the group evolves a belief system provided by the automatic writing from the planet Clarion. To explain the details of the cataclysm, the reason for its occurrence and the manner in which the group would be saved from disaster is unknown. 
So they don't know why the aliens are coming to destroy us, but they know it's going to happen, right? Right. So December 20th, the group expects a visitor from outer space to call upon them at midnight and escort them to a waiting spacecraft. As instructed, the group goes to great lengths to remove all metallic items from their persons. They must be very magnetic in the ship or something. So as midnight approaches, zippers, bra straps, and other objects are discarded. The group waits. Yeah, it sounds like an orgy is about to start. <laughs> They're just throwing their bras out, just zippers off, get get those denim jeans off, get the metal away. Um, so then we, it's uh, 12.05 a.m. It's now officially December 21st. Still no visitor from space. Someone in the group notices that another clock in the room shows 11.55. So the group agrees that it's not yet midnight and they continue to wait. <laughs> it's like a bad New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. how come no one's clocks are synced? Like, everyone's counting down at a different time. So then we got 10 after 12. The second clock strikes midnight. Still no visitor. The group sits in stunned silence. The cataclysm itself is no more than seven hours away. So this alien was supposed to come down and give them instructions on where they can find this spaceship that will save them. So now the alien didn't show up. So they're like, we're fucked now. So these people continued to wait. So 4 a.m. comes around. The group has been sitting in stunned silence for hours. A few attempts at finding explanations have failed. Keech begins to cry. <laughs> the lady who preached all this just starts crying. Another message by automatic writing. So Keech is now desperate. So she starts doing this automatic writing, basically translating what the aliens are saying basically saying the cataclysm has been called off. The little group sitting all night long has been spared. But like, my God. By, by the next day, uh, all of this information hit the papers, and uh, there was an arrest warrant put out for Dorothy Martin for, for leading all these people on this completely bullshit adventure, wasting their life, wasting their money. Did they arrest her? Uh, no, no, I think she got, she got away with us all. But, uh, yeah. I think once your 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 leader that's leading all this starts crying, I think it's time to leave. <laughs> I think it's time to say yeah, yeah. we're fucked. Usually, but yeah, that was our first. Uh, I think that was our first female. Oh wait, no, we had no, we didn't. We had Mary Bateman with the eggs. Yeah, with the eggs. Uh, we have another one, Jean Dixon. She was a psychic. Um, believed the world was ending in 1962. She believed. She predicted that there's going to be a planetary alignment on this day and it was going to be com complete destruction to the world so there was uh, mass prayer meetings were held in india to try and make sure this didn't happen so they were all trying to pray this this horrible thing away um so she was a psychic there is actually a term the gene dixon effect right so she she predicted all kinds of crazy shit over the ages right and sometimes she was right but she only focused on the ones she was right about there's a whole heap of shit she was wrong about. She was right and about she stuff. Never acknowledged, she'll see, she never acknowledged it. So that's what the Gene Dixon effect is, right? You know, you know, you only acknowledge the ones that are right, not the ones that are wrong. So she was wrong about this yeah. one. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. We're still here. But the planet's not destroyed. Isn't, uh, isn't Gene Dixon back at it again, though? And she thinks she's the one who thinks that 2020 might be. She might. No, no, it's, that's not her. That's someone else. That's, uh, what's her name? Mary Brown. 
Something brown. I, don't, I yeah, think I'm a- right. I think Gene Dixon's back at it again. If we scroll down your list a little further here. Yeah, she. Uh, Jean Dixon well, predicted that Armageddon would take place in 2020. She previously predicted the world would end in February 4th, 1962. It, it does say that. Where, where does it say that? On fe- uh, future predictions. So Jean. Future predictions. Oh, you're right. Jean Dixon is oh, just, back at it again. She's back at it. Yeah, she's still alive. Well, it's it only the 60s. That's not too long ago, and she she's trying. She probably just has seen what's going on, and she's like, now is the, the time. But when, yeah, it doesn't say when she predicted this, though. Uh, so it could have been any time. In that case, she nailed it. Because there was also another um, another psychic who was also had the Gene Dixon, uh, what, do, what do we call it? we got to scroll back. The Gene Dixon effect. The Gene Dixon effect. Yeah, yeah. So she she's the one who came out saying... I think she wrote the book in like 2006 or something saying that in 2020 there's going to be a horrible pandemic uh, with some kind of virus that affects the lungs. And it's it'll be devastating, but the second wave of it will be even more devastating. Um, she so she predicted but she predicted a whole bunch of wacky shit. She falls under the Gene Dixon effect for sure, as do every other psychic who tries to predict things. And and most comedians that only talk about their good sets and not the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bad, the the bad set effect. The Gene Dixon effect. Yeah, all my good stuff's good, and my bad stuff we don't talk about it. All right, so we got George Van Tassel, nineteen sixty-seven. He believed uh, this day would mark. It doesn't say what day. It said. But it just says, this day would mark the beginning of the third woe of the apocalypse, during which the southeastern U.S. would be destroyed by a Soviet nuclear attack, according to this UFO prophet, claimed to have channeled an alien named Ashtar. That's not a far-off prediction in the 60s, here in the Cold War. No, it's a, you know, the guy was probably uh, abducted by aliens first, and then was like figured out when they would uh, end the world, you know? Lot, there's a lot yeah, of uh, predictions about aliens going on in the 60s. 50s and 60s, there's a lot of people channeling aliens, which it's funny because before that, like, the occult and, like, channeling and tarot cards, that was huge in the early 1900s. That was, like, what, like, people did at parties, like, sophisticated parties. You'd be like, come to this room, we're going to channel a spirit. And they would all gather together. Like, people loved the occult back then. But somewhere it went from channeling spirits to channeling aliens from Venus uh, at some point. Uh, may, are they the same people? Who knows? Or or channeling the fucking devil. So, like, yeah, they're all doing the same thing. They're looking for the same yeah. thing. They're channeling something. Channeling some it's sort of just, energy to come and tell you it's when... It's just the, the same entity with different faces. Yeah. Likely. That's what I think. All right, now we're going to get into some familiar territory. A few names you might know. So, Jim Jones, 1967. You know about Jim Jones? I know about Jim Jones. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's where this guy, that's this guy's famous for. Horrible dude. Founder of the People's Temple. Founder of Jonestown. Deep in the, I think, the Guatemala jungle. He eventually, yeah, this guy, he ran a huge cult. Um, like, I'm not even sure, like... I was trying to go the in- through his information. 
Like, there's so much. I'm not exactly sure what he thought was coming as the end of the world. It was like an apocalypse up... thing. It was. I, I remember watching a documentary oh, yeah. on it when I was, like, a kid and it scared the fuck out of me. Because it, it was, like, an apocalypse yeah. type thing and everyone was wearing white and shit. Right. Yeah, but uh, drink the Kool Aid. You know, when uh, when they tried to invade his compound, Jonestown, he eventually uh, he that's when the massacre started. So they're not sure if it was a mix of mass suicide and mass murder, or one or the other. But it's an insane amount of people died. It's like oh, it's like eight hundred people or over eight hundred people kids committed like, suicide or were murdered. Kids, kid, like four hundred year old kids. kids and shit. Yeah, this is by far one of the worst death cults in the world. Yeah, huge. At least one that succeeded. There's one coming up I'm going to talk about that if they carried out the attacks they had planned, uh, they'd be the new winners. They, uh, the, the Ranshiki cult from Japan. But we'll get to that. Did he actually use Kool-Aid brand Kool-Aid? Like Kool-Aid drink mix? I imagine. That's, I don't know. Maybe they had like, like a the, uh, like a knockoff brand down in South America, yeah. but I, I'm pretty sure they use Kool Aid. That's got to be the worst PR for Kool Aid. I don't know. I know. I bought a bunch of. Or, or the best. <laughs> or the, you know, there's no bad publicity, right? I guess so. If you're starting a cult. All right, we got another familiar name next. Charles Manson, yeah. 1969. Like one and two for the cult leaders that you've heard of before, you know. Oh, I know this. Yeah, you're. Yeah, this is. You now we're getting into the 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 cult area. Yeah. This is the time where all these cult leaders are sweeping in and scooping up all these these hippies that are just way too burnt out, took way too much acid. They don't know where to go in life. They don't have any meaning anymore. So that's where these people take advantage, right? They come swooping in. And Charles Manson, he's one of them. I just read a book recently about. Is that Charles Manson basically revisited? It, like, it was a journalist kind of going after the original story of uh, him and his followers and kind of what happened. And he unveiled so much crazy shit. It goes down to the CIA that he was basically a CIA operative under a mind control uh, experiment that was happening in the late 60s in San Francisco out of a free health clinic. Uh, now this free health clinic, it was, it was run by the CIA and financed by the CIA, and they had scientists implanted in there that were previously running like super controversial LSD trials and mind control trials in secret. Like I think I've talked about that before. It's the MK Ultra, right? right. They were just torturing the shit out of people with LSD just to figure out what would happen, you know. What happens if you put someone in a jail cell and feed them LSD for 40 days straight? Nothing good's going to come of that, right? Right. So there's scientists and doctors coming from this program and being implanted into the 60s subculture, essentially. Some of them, in fact, actually disguising themselves as hippies to draw in people to this clinic, where they believe they were essentially feeding Charles Manson and his followers LSD and speed like methamphetamine, stuff like that, to carry out a basically cultural experiment to see what would happen. And that's that's exactly what Charles Manson did. Whether he himself came up with this whole idea of helter-skelter, which he believed there's an apocalyptic race war going to be happening around the world, and he himself tried to start it, 
just to get things rolling, right? Or did the CIA put in that fall, in his brain? Some something did. You know, that's a Beatles song. They think he just took too much acid, listened to the White Album like 500 times, and hey, now we're gonna have a race war. I'm pretty sure the Beatles wrote that about a an amusement park. I think it's just about a slide. It yeah, it's just about a slide. <laughs> yeah. you go up to the top and right down. so he so he thought if he took his followers out to the uh the the death valley and found this secret bottomless pit that they can go down there and start a new civilization like where at the bottom isn't it a bottomless pit <laughs> he's gonna jump in and fall forever and just have an orgy and zero gravity because he liked orgies he was a big fan of orgies charles manson yeah big fan but yeah, he's everyone knows about Charles Manson, and now and now he's dead, but he still has followers out there. Believe it or not. Yeah, it, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw another Charles Manson. Yeah. History history is repeating itself, so who knows what we're gonna see? So, so we got a similar dude here. Um, this guy, he didn't, you know, he didn't get people to murder people. But he was pretty fucked up, and he was another person who took advantage of the 60s subculture. So this is David Berg, 1974, also known as King David, Mo, Moses David, Father David, Dad, or just plain Grandpa. So this guy, uh, I think there's a documentary, he, he was the leader of the Children of God, and predicted there would be a colossal doomsday event heralded by Comet Koatek. So there's another comet guy. Yeah. But this guy, he he's one. He also he brought in all these hippies looking for you know, spirituality and enlightenment. Because there's this is the time you know, hippies took all this ass in the '60s, and, that, and then now they're like, now what? So some of them floated to like Buddhism and Hinduism, and then some of them floated to David Berg. Some of them became right? art teachers. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this. He, uh, so he, he brought in all these hippies, you know, kept the hippie spirit alive, you know, but, uh, he was an absolute creep. He was a pedophile. Uh, he believed that having sex with children brought you closer to God. And he was a, he, and he hated all pedophilia laws in America and was a big, like, he was adamant about changing the laws because, you know, the government doesn't understand the love between an adult and a child. Just a f and, uh, fucking idiot. Just yeah. fucking yeah. throw the guy in the bottomless so, pit. Yeah, throw yeah, throw him in Manson's pit. <laughs> he didn't last long. Okay, hey, you know, you, you're talking about having sex with kids and it's good. You're you're not gonna last long. So his his followers split up. He got out of there. Good for them. Uh, then we got another guy. <laughs> I don't have much information on this guy, but he had four different predictions. One in 1936, one in 1943, one in 1972, one in 1975. All that Jesus is coming back. Okay. And all four times. Like, Buddy, you're <laughs> at it like, again. Just, you're, you're like, how do you justify it by that point? Like, it must be so embarrassing. Like, you go through all these times. And you're like, oh, I just, I must have got the calculations wrong. Let me read the Bible again. Well, it, oh, I was wrong as it must, it's coming in four years. It must be embarrassing for any of these people to predict the end of the world. And you think if you get it yeah. wrong once, you're probably going to really try to get it right the second time. And if that goes wrong, yeah. the third and fourth time, you're just fucking, you know, throwing lawn darts in the air at that point. 
Yeah, and there's still people following your word. Like, that's... God damn it, gullible people. Yeah, pe people you really just listen to these narcissists. They suck them in, and they're like, okay, I'll do what you say, and then they fucking guilt trip them and shit. And they make them believe that they can fucking... That, Jesus of course there's going to be earthquakes. They're like, okay, I'll believe that. Like, it didn't happen the last three times. He tried. <laughs> All right, so... Next, here's another familiar name, Ro Pat Robertson. You know, this turd, he's, uh, you might have grown up seeing him flipping through the channels, right? He had the 700 Club. <laughs> it's a TV program. Yeah, that uh, kind of sounds familiar. What's that? Uh, he basically was an evangelicus preacher, uh, had his own show. He is one of the richest preachers in the world. This was, I don't know if you saw the video a few years back of him basically just begging his followers to send him money so he can get a new private jet. Yeah, this is one of, this that, is one of those guys with those like huge fucking churches that are like football stadiums. Yeah, yeah, but this guy doesn't even need that cuz he's got this basically this whole TV channel based around his views and everything he's preaching. So he he wanted a, a new private jet because Jesus would want that cuz he needs to get around the country quicker to spread the good word of God. Makes sense. So his 1976 book basically predicted, uh, or wait, no, that's when he predicted the first time that the world would end in 1976 in one of his books. But it never came to happen. You know, it didn't happen. But people kept buying his books. We'll get to him again. His name pops up again. <laughs> uh, Jose Arguelles, 1987. Arguelles claimed that Armageddon would take place Unless 144,000 people gathered in a certain place, in certain places across the world, in order to resonate in harmony. So, I don't know what that means. So everyone just has to go to a specific location and just start just singing. Yeah, chanting, chanting, reaching, or resonating, chanting, re reaching a harmony, resonating a harmony. So that failed. <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, we got Edgar C. Wisnant. So. Wisnant predicted in his book, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture Could Be in 1988. <laughs> this guy's just trying to sell books. That's just a catchy name. Yeah, that's good. Good idea. Now, I'm not going to read the 88 Reasons, because that's ridiculous. But uh, he's just another believer that um, Jesus is coming back between September 11th and September 13th in 1988. Uh, after September predictions failed to come true, Wisnant revised his prediction date to October 3rd and then tried again <laughs> September 20th, 1989. I, so they just keep yeah, trying again. Yeah, and, People just keep and, buying into another it. Another guy just throwing mud at the wall saying, I don't know, maybe next year. Yeah, get, get your Bible math right, buddy. There's a bunch of these guys. They keep going throughout the 90s. Yeah, we got another one, Elizabeth Claire Prophet. That's a good name. Uh Prophet predicted a nuclear war would start on this day in 1990 with the world ending 12 years later, leading her followers to a stockpile, a shelter with supplies and weapons. Later, after Prophet's predictions did not come to pass, she was diagnosed with epilepsy and Alzheimer's disease. See, I see that being a bit of a problem, too. Like, some of these, uh, these cognitive diseases that we have in the elderly, people with Alzheimer's and stuff... They might just start yeah. saying some wacky shit like aliens are coming or Jesus is coming back. And then if they get everyone in their nursing home to believe them, you know, they start their own little prophet cults. 
doom prophet cults. Oh, the world's going to end when we're at the end of these cookies. I finished this box yeah, of cookies and then my whole world ended. Yeah, it's wild to think. They're just, yeah, some old lady with Alzheimer's named Agnes is just sitting there in her, in her, in her wheelchair at a retirement home preaching all this. And at the same time, we have a president who definitely has some kind of wild dementia, something going crazy in his head. And he's leading the, the, the United States of America. My God! Exactly. You should hit a certain age and not not be useful with your wisdom anymore. Get your wisdom down by the age of seventy, and then after that, everything you say is hooey. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we got Harold Camping, nineteen ninety four. Camping predicted the rapture would occur on September sixth, nineteen ninety four. When it failed to occur, he revised the date again. There's so many revisions. I'm trying to find some. Nobody more. likes being wrong. So another, we got another psychic. California psychic Sheldon Nidal, 1996, predicted that the world would end on this date with the arrival of 16 million spaceships. 16 million spaceships. That's a lot of spaceships. And a host of angels. Like, and a host of angels. So is that, it's like, is that how many people are getting on there? Does everyone get their own ship? There's only 16 million people going? or I don't, I don't know. That's a lot of ships. Yeah. So do angels drive them? Are the aliens drive them? Do angels drive spaceships? Well, there, there's a lot I'm of theories confused. of that too, right? Like we've talked about that before. How aliens could just be, you know, angels. Because if an angel came down from the sky, it would probably look like an alien. All right, we got a, another familiar one. This is Marshall Applewhite, 1997. He's known as the leader of the Heaven's Gate cult, another UFO cult. My God. Like, I don't know, like, I'm going to have to count this and see if, if there's more UFO cults or Jesus cults. Yeah, it's going, it's pretty one for one here, I think, yeah. But this is another famous mass suicide. 38 of his followers committed mass suicide. This is when they were wearing track suits and Nikes. Okay, yeah, I remember right? these guys. And uh, they all, I'm pretty sure they drank some, uh, some suicide concoction, similar to Kool-Aid. Maybe they did an homage to Jonestown, so, drank some Kool-Aid. Some tang, I don't know how they some died. tang. Yeah, but they believed that the Earth was going to be cleansed and wiped out by an evil alien race known as the Luciferians. But the uh, but there was going to be a spaceship following the the comet, the Hale Bopp comet, uh, that was going to be passing by in 1997. And if they committed suicide at just the right time, their spirits would elevate into the ship. And they would escape disaster from these other this other alien race that was coming to wipe everything out. Interesting. And that they would be brought back like sixty years later or something to a renewed Earth, and they get to start over. But uh, no, they just all died in their Nikes. <laughs> Apparently, Nikes like everyone's wondering like they're like why why Nikes why they go for Nikes? Apparently, just they just got a good deal. So, like, if Adidas offered him a better deal, a Reebok, they would have just worn Adidas or Reebok. Wait, did Nike sponsor the cult? They didn't sponsor them. They did, I'm pretty sure they designed a specific shoe for them. (laughs) I I doubt they knew they were going to kill themselves. I don't think they would go forward with making them special suicide (laughs) shoes if if they knew that was going to happen. The suicide line. Who else we got? We got Philip Berg, 1999. Dean of the Worldwide Kabbalah Center stated that on this date, a ball of fire will descend, destroying almost all of mankind, all vegetation, all life farms. Another ball of fire guy. 
That's interesting. Yep. I think you, sk- you skipped how- over uh, the one that everybody knows, Nostradamus. Oh, Nostradamus. Yeah, that's the one. That's- Nostradamus. I know. I, I I hit him. I hit his name, and I forgot that he made all kinds of wild predictions. All sorts. Of, that was the um, one everybody would send you fucking movies in college all the time. Being got to watch this. YouTube. YouTube was big for Nostradamus videos. In the early days. Yeah, yeah, I wish I went into this guy a little farther. You could probably do a whole episode on Nostradamus. We probably will. Yeah. But known as the state, he's the king of terror. King of terror. Uh, but he predicted uh, ni- 1999 uh, there would be a doomsday, which is, no, I guess we're getting close to the year 2000. Yeah, I think creeping up to 2000, people were really talking about this a lot. Yeah, people were, yeah, people were freaked out by that number. They they couldn't make sense of the number two thousand, so they just immediately assumed the Earth was going to be destroyed. Right? And really, since then, things have been a little slippery. The slope's been slippery. Like uh, we got a Charles Berlitz, nineteen ninety nine. This linguist predicted the end of the world would occur this year. He did not predict how it would occur, but he stated that it would might involve nuclear devastation, asteroid impact, pole shift, or other Earth changes. So he's just like, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Something's going to happen. 2000. I don't know what, but something. But yeah, 2000. Getting into the Y2K here. Um, so it wasn't Christians that came up with the Y2K bug. These are actual scientists and engineers that thought this would actually cause a huge problem around the world. Uh, all the Everything hooked up to computers would fail. Uh, basically, we'd lose all power and internet and everything. As soon as the clock struck zero and all the computers were reset to zero. But that never happened. I was a little nervous. I think I was 12 years old watching the New Year's ball fall in New York there, right? Times Square. Watching it go down. And that was probably my first thought ever. Is like, is the world going to (laughs) end? That's probably where this all started. But it didn't. But uh, it was really two two Christian authors that really pushed the whole uh, the whole idea of it, believing that the Antichrist would rise up. But uh, nope, nope. Everyone just uh, kicked back and and listened to some Will Smith, uh, the Willennium. Yeah, ate some shrimp cocktail and uh, pretty much just like every other New Year's. Yep. Same year, we got James Harmson. He thought the second coming of Christ was coming. Um, we got uh, a whole nation believed in the Nuabian. The Nuabian nation in Africa believed that a star holocaust was, was going to happen, pulling the planets towards the sun on this day. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. Let's jump down to some of the future predictions that are people because people have been doing yeah, people yeah. been doing this even like up until last year with the Ronald Wyland guy in 2019, and he, and he, he yeah. predicted other stuff before. Yeah, I'll just skim through the rest real quick because there's a few here. There's the first. Someone believes Nibiru, the 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 planet X Nibiru would be coming into our solar system and that the Anunnaki would come and. Enslave the Earth and take our gold. I'm still waiting for the, that um, to show up. So this is the cult I talked about before from Japan, Am Shinroki. Uh, they carried out a, a Tokyo subway sarin attack. So they had a sarin gas attack in 1995, killed a ton of people, injured so many people, predicted that the world was going to end in 2003 from a nuclear war 
which they were actually trying to start. They, some people believed, because they had a compound out in the middle of Australia, right? Out in the middle of nowhere, they had a, because this cult was rich somehow. Um, one day, out in this area where this place uh, exists, there's hardly anyone out there, right? There's like a few miners, you know, there's there's no reason to be out in the middle of the outback that far out. But a few people reported uh, a giant explosion and a giant flash of light in the sky. Uh, there's a guy close enough saying that his beer went flying off of his table <laughs> and smashed that the, the this ex- whatever happened, it shook the earth. And all of a sudden, radiation alarms started going off all over the place. So they actually believe that the Ramshiki were building an atomic bomb out in the middle of Australia, and that it went off. Like, either it was a planned test, or it went off by accident. That's scary. But uh, they're still trying to prove that that happened. And they don't know what happened. So they're trying to drop a nuke in Tokyo, rather than just carry out a gas attack. So we had Pat Robertson again, preaching his bullshit and making more money. Um, we had another death cult, uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which is a super cool name. They were a magical organization. They're from the 1800, but they predicted the world was going to end in 2010. Then we got all the 2012 apocalyptic events happening. Here's, yeah, here's God. 2012. Everyone knows about that. Kicked it into high gear in 2012. After Y2K was a fail, everyone was like, 2012 is going to be the big one. We got the Mayans on our side. They made a fucking rock calendar. <laughs> calendar out of rock yeah. yeah i think they just ran out of rock to start and start a new calendar <laughs> yeah their calendar is just over yeah so let's get into future predictions here yeah um so yeah we got gene dixon again 2020 she's pretty so far she's the closest to being right yeah as far as i can I see think so um so we got another guy believing jesus is coming in 2021 um uh let's see but that That's that might it. happen. Maybe fucking Kanye becomes president, and then he reveals that he is the second coming of Christ. That Kanye West is it, Jesus, and he walks. Is, doesn't he already call Jesus, Jesus walks, and then the world maybe gets better. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so we got the Messiah Foundation International. Believe in the spiritual organization predicts that the world will end in 2026 when an asteroid collides with Earth. In accordance with the Riyal Ahmed Gohar Saha's prediction in his book, The Religion of God. So we got 2026, we got asteroid colliding with Earth, which is very possible. You know, there's all kinds of rocks flying out there. We have a great episode talking about space rocks and how they can fuck us and up. that could just come out of nowhere. Like, we could be all fine yeah. one day and like, oh shit, this rock's coming, we got 25 minutes. Yeah, so, so now we're starting to get into uh, the... the not so much religious or cultish predictions, but more science predictions of how the world's going to end, right? right. Which is which um, is a religion and, then, and a cult in itself. So there's uh, scientists believe three hundred thousand years. Um, there's a there's a star out. It's pretty close to us, uh, known as WR one hundred four. Is it expected to explode into a supernova? It has been suggested that it may produce a gamma ray burst that could pose a threat to life on Earth should its poles be aligned at 12 degrees or lower towards Earth. However, spectroscopic observations now strongly suggest that it's tilted at an angle of 30 to 40 degrees and 
So any gamma ray bursts should not hit Earth. So if anyone's around in 300,000 years, don't sweat it. This guy might be wrong. We got uh, Stephen A. Nelson, another scientist, estimated that every 100 million years, Earth is hit by an asteroid about 10 to 15 kilometers in diameter. So that's like a, that's a huge extinction event. So that's what they believe happened 66 million years ago that wiped out the dinosaurs. Could happen again. So that's kind of a time frame. That could happen again. That's an that's just an estimate, right, of when something that big could hit us. That's not even mentioning the little things that hit us. Those are pretty disastrous, too. Uh, and then we're getting into the crazy numbers. 600 to 800 million years from now, uh, the sun is just going to start kicking up a notch. It's going to get bigger. Eventually, it's going to be so hot, it's going to wipe out all life on Earth. Um, by 1.5 billion years, it estimates this is the end of the sun's current phase of development, after which it will swell into a red giant, either scorching or swallowing Earth, will occur around 5 billion years from now. However, as the sun grows gradually hotter over millions of years, Earth may become too hot for life anyway. So, that's a long time from now, but in the grander scale of things, it's really not that far away. Because uh, eventually there's 8 billion years. The Earth and the Moon are definitely going to be engulfed by the Sun at this point. The Sun's going to reach its uh, the largest as the red giant phase will, will then end. It'll be 250 si 256 times larger than its current size. Now, before the collision, the Moon will possibly spiral below Earth's Roshi limit, breaking into a ring of debris, most of which would fall to Earth's surface. By that point, there's going to be nothing on Earth anyways, and... You know, it'll just be rocks hitting rocks. Right. Hot rocks. Like this, that, Hot that's rocks. like the, uh, you know, you don't even have to really predict that. This Earth is going to end eventually anyway because it's going to burn yeah. out from the sun. Is there any other predictions on your page there at the bottom, Brandon? Oh, we got one more finale, and this is the end. This will end it all. It's, so this is 10 to the power of 100. So that's like 10 with like God knows how many zeros. The time estimated for the heat death of the universe, a hypothetical event in which the universe would diminish to a state of no thermodynamic free energy, becoming no longer able to sustain direction, motion, or life. So, basically, the whole universe is going to end, end by then. I don't think it'll matter by that point. <laughs> Maybe the people that are around then, but... Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's a lot. Whatever a, type of people yeah, they might be. But uh, who knows what's going to happen after that. Maybe it'll all just restart. You know, the Big Bang, and it's a theory that that's just like a, like a, it's almost like it's breathing, right? You get the explosion, and then it'll all go back into reverse and all zap back into one very tiny pinpoint section of matter that holds the entire universe. And then true. eventually that'll explode again and expand again. It's true. But that's that's over my head. It's gonna happen. Um, is there another prediction on your on your page there? Uh, is there? Do you have one that I don't see? <laughs> oh, I thought you could see mine at the bottom. I was. Oh no, I'm I'm not at your. Uh, I'm looking at my my notes. I'm not opening the the Google Drive uh, note right now. Thought, what do you got? You what do you got? I thought us? you were just gonna read mine. I guess I could read mine. You, <laughs> you you're welcome to read yours. <clears throat> Tyler Shazma predicts that the world will end in 2,126. That's a specific... Tyler Shazma. Yeah. That's a... 
That's a that's a new prophet. Uh, is that that's your prophet day? Why? Why? What's happening that day? He believes there are a hundred and twenty six no a hundred and six years left because it's already two thousand and twenty right. So he believes there are a hundred and six years left, and it's going to be a mixture of things. But humans, uh, uh, we won't. Reading my own writing's tough sometimes. A hundred twenty six years left. And it's going to be a mixture of different things. But humans, they won't be humans like they are right now. They're going to be bonded to computers, or at least those who haven't died from the flooding and the sun flares and other things like that. And I think the sun is going to have a lot to do with it. It's hot. And I think it's going to be a slow burn, though. But by 2,126, there's going to be fires everywhere. You're only going to be able to stay alive if you're in the fire repellent industry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you're like the guys who make stuff for firefighters, you'll probably be all right. Yeah, get into that business now while you can, before the world gets hot. Yeah. It's like you'll be, uh, you'll be, uh, your business will be booming by yeah, then. Because everything's going to literally be toast. Everything will be toast. Most people will survive for a few years on toast. Our body, our bodies will adapt um, to absorb small amounts of char in our livers and in our appendixes, but uh, you can only survive on charred food for so long, and then we're, so we're just everything's gonna... just going to be toast. I think it's going to be the sun. Like every those last few predictions that you read and the science behind it, it's probably going to be hot. But if I start a cult. If I start a cult before this sun takes over, it'll be a reckless cult. Probably uh, it'll be a reckless cult of fire makers. We'll be making the fires before they get there first. You know, burn it down before the fire gets there. Yeah. Start the fires here. But I don't know. It'll probably just be uh, won't have a lot of followers because people just so do what they want to do. And uh, so you're gonna start a fire cult. But it'll be a happiness cult, you know. You won't hurt anybody with the fires, you know. All the weed and water, and listen to the Ramones. <laughs> and that's about it for my cult. But I don't think it's gonna be a mass murder cult. It'll be a happiness cult. Well, sounds happy. Yeah, it's fun starting fires, right? Yeah, we'll have lots of water. I hope. I'm gonna have to get a big water reserve. Yeah, we'll see. All right, I got some predictions. Um, so basically we're, we're going to start out where we are now because 2020 is a pretty hot, pretty hot time for the end of the world. Uh, what I think is going to happen is there's going to be further civil unrest throughout the world, specifically the United States, and it's all going to come to a big fruition come election day. So no matter who wins, it's going to be just utter chaos. But from what I can see, it looks like Biden's going to win. And I think Trump's going to break off and become a leader of this revolutionary white supremacist group. That's It's just going to be fucking around America. That's scary. During all this, the second wave of COVID hits. And if Mary Brown's right, that psychic who predicted the 2020 pandemic already, then it's going to be much worse than the first time. So that's going to be amongst this civil war that's slowly starting in America. But... I don't know if you know now, World War III, which is going to be an episode coming up soon in the future, is kind of off to a soft start. So World War III is already starting very slowly through cyber attacks. Uh, like, there's no 
boots on the ground wars right now, but they are their countries are attacking each other. So I think that's going to escalate till somebody tries to drop a nuke. And the first country to try and drop a nuke, it's going to be stopped by the aliens. That's right, the aliens are finally going to show up. They're going to stop the nukes, because that's why they're here in the first place. That's why they started showing up in the 1950s in their crafts, because we started blowing up these nukes, we're separating atoms, uh, a brand new dangerous science we barely understand, and that's when they started showing up. So God knows what pain and destruction we're causing in the, in the multiple dimensions and multiple worlds in between what we have here. So they're, they're, they're finally, they've had enough of us. They're coming to fix everything. They basically enslave the human race. They force us to f fix everything we've done wrong. Uh, but climate change is now well on its way, and it's almost impossible to reverse, so the aliens are like, fuck this, and they leave. So now we're stuck on a hot earth where droughts are common. There's whole zones of the earth where you can't even go anymore. There's famine. There's millions of refugees just fighting their way to the poles, and all those nations are fighting them back. And then during all of this, the oceans are also rising. Yellowstone is probably going to erupt, and a comet fragment is going to strike the northern hemisphere. And that's all going to create a new ice age where a few thousand humans are left to restart everything. So, like. So that's what I think is going to happen. So, like I said, so I'm guessing, a mixture of things. <laughs> yes. A mixture of things. So, I'm guessing. Uh, 2022. <laughs> you're giving it two years for all of that to happen? Yeah, you're not wrong. Yep. That'll probably all happen in two years. Why not? And, uh, yeah, I'll just start the alien cult. Clearly, I'll start my own UFO cult. If you've heard any other episode of this show, I'm obsessed well, with UFOs, so why not start a UFO cult? When you were saying earlier that if you were around in the 60s and 70s, you would probably join an alien cult, and I was going to say, Brandon, you can just do that fucking now. There's alien cults yeah, out there. Weren't you going to one in fucking a coffee shop in Brantford for a while? <laughs> that was a MUFON meeting. That wasn't a UFO cult. Same thing. That was a bunch of weird old people and nerds uh, sharing their UFO stories. Oh, you want to join something uh, where they're actually building a ship in the barn. Yeah, go live out in the desert in some weird village that we've built, making a landing pad for the aliens to show up. That's Actually, that's that's one I missed. I can. I, there's already a religion very close to this. I totally skipped past it. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, it's right after Charles Manson. Uh, so it's the Rylism religion, 1970s UFO religion founded in France. Basically, they believe in the whole ancient astronaut theory. Aliens came here, uh, you know, created all this wonderful humanity and with their advanced technology. But since we started dropping bombs in Japan, they believe that was the beginning of the end and that the aliens will eventually come back to show us the wrongings of our ways and help us fix the earth. So that, that's, I, I should just join that. This is a cult that's still active today. Join. I can join this right now. I can go to their website. Do it. It'll be great for this podcast if you join a cult. I know. And uh, when I... Their, their symbol is uh, is a swastika inside of a star of David. Oh, that's perfect for you. Very controversial. <laughs> Fuck, Brandon. And then there's uh, watch yourself, Brandon. Uh, watch yourself. I know. 
who you associate with. You're going to start Nazi aliens. Stay away from the Nazi aliens. No, no, no. They they were super anti-Nazi. I'll show, I'll tell you why. But like the swastika inside the star David was controversial. So they changed their image to what looks like what a child would make in like Microsoft Paint. It's like these two stick figure humans standing in two weird little aliens next to a ship. Um, I hope they didn't spend a lot of money on the designer for that because uh, it looks like an eight-year-old girl made it in Microsoft Paint. Well, uh, you really need it. You don't need they... to spend a lot of money on a fucking marketing campaign for your alien cult. But they also believed in alien-human hybrids that they're abducting us to create hybrids for themselves. So they're they're very big on cloning. They believe in cloning, and this is real. They actually want to clone Hitler to bring him back so they can charge him for war crimes. Just <laughs> so. leave him fucking buried. <laughs> Just leave the guy dead. Know, Everyone's like, I'll go back in time and kill history or kill fucking Hitler. It already happened. Just leave him dead. I know. Yeah, no one, Yeah, everyone talks about going back in time and killing him. No one talks about bringing him back to send him to jail. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah, that's fucked up. Just leave him dead. All right. All right, Brandon. We're doomed. We're doomed. Too many death cults. Yeah. I don't know. Be careful. Be All careful right. when choosing your death cult. There's the PSA for this episode. Yeah. Be careful what cult you choose. You know, you might want to get science on your side a little bit. Cults are fun. You can meet new people. Probably lots of orgies. In this but, in this uh, day and age, get in the cult of wearing a fucking mask when you're in public. <laughs> yeah, join the cult or uh, yeah, join the club. We're all here. We're waiting for you. Get your masks on. We're doomed. <laughs>